All right. This is it. After this is the, the big show. Yeah, after all the uh, the times of saying we were going to do this, episode one of the Sheer and Utter Nonsense podcast. I think we're the first people to ever make a podcast. I mean, I know zero people who make one, so... This is going to be big. Well, it'll be big to my parents, I hope. <laughs> 19 years of school, and then this is the culmination of what that all came to. How many thousands of dollars have resulted in this? We're not going to talk about that. Are you allowed to sing, or is that copyright? I don't know. <laughs> you can do up to like three seconds, I think. That was like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, well, well, I'm Cody, and this is Huntario. He is the oh. Italian exchange student. <laughs> My accent devolved or d- dissolved immediately once I got here. <laughs> well, for anybody of the or the three of you that ever listened to this, uh, this is going to be a podcast about literally whatever we want to talk about that day. It's going to be completely unedited unless we just say something that's uh, really bad. We can't put it on there because we're keeping this PG-13. And, you know, it's just going to be about this, that, and the other. So If it's PG-13, we get one F word. That's the way it goes. Listen here. Listen here, Deadpool. (laughs) Uh, We're going to strike that one out. All right. First edit, first episode. (laughs) We'll fix that in post. It's okay. I didn't say it. Uh, Hunter, how are you? I am well, all things considered. How are you? You know, I'm okay. I can walk on both my feet. My legs don't hurt. There (laughs) is no metal in my body. It it must be nice, you know. Um, So, uh, yeah, my name is Hunter. And uh, most recently in my life, I decided... Uh, that it was a good idea to go out in the ice storms that came through. Um, what is it? I mean, it was, it was, it was the mid to, uh, to west, the southern regions, I guess, is where it hit worse. So, like, we, uh, or maybe, I don't know. Anyway, uh, we had the ice storm and I went out. I was being careful. I wasn't being stupid. I was being careful. I went out to, I actually had my, phone in my car i was going to charge it because we were losing power on and off and i thought if there's an emergency i should have my phone charged and so i had it in my car charging and i went out to get it i was being careful i was walking i was not running i slipped off the sidewalk fell six inches and did a trimalular fracture in my leg which is all the bones in my leg just broke you know, so, why Why go for one or two or know. however many there are in your leg? Just break people, them all. People in the ER were like, this is a car accident level break. How did you do this? And I was like, I fell six inches. And, <laughs> and they were like, you have to come up with a better story. But I kind of think it's funnier just to be that mundane of a fall and just have shattered. You know, I feel like that guy from SpongeBob every morning I break my arms. And every night I break my legs. Glass <laughs> bones and pick a skin. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a week out of surgery. Everything's going great. Um, it's weird. Um, I, have, I haven't counted yet. The doctor didn't even know how many screws he put in me. He said, you can count. There's so many, I don't know. Um, so uh, <laughs> so I'm I have, pretty sure. 
<laughs> but I sure have, that's not right. Uh, it is what it is, you know. He put him in, he put him in right. I don't care how many, you know. Um, so he uh, he put in two stainless steel plates and a ton of screws. And so I've got 11 more weeks of absolutely no weight on it at all. And um, I'm in good spirits about it. But uh, it's weird seeing your leg uh, all cut up and um, seeing pictures of, of inside your body with giant metal plates that you have to now look at and know that that's just inside you now. So it's it's been an experience. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, the leg more than once on, on the podcast. But uh, the long story short is I fell off a sidewalk. <laughs> fell six inches and got one of the worst possible breaks you can get in your leg so all right so are you ready for my hypothesis of what is actually happening yes so the doctor said oh you twisted your leg as you fell what i think is that your significant other there is actually poisoning you (laughs) she is stealing she is robbing all the calcium from your diet and she is trying to basically pull a misery situation with you. So that's you can gotta finish, be what's going on. So, yeah, so you can finish the book series she loves so much. <laughs> that's gotta be it, you know? It's gotta be it. The my fiance is just uh sticking needles in me at night and just like <laughs> pulling out blood and separating the I don't even know. I guess calcium's in your blood. I'm an engineer. I don't know <laughs> I don't know about the body. Uh but she does. She works at the hospital. Uh but so the point is she knows how to get it out of me. So I guess that might be what's going on. She's just siphoning out my calcium and my, my life force. She's taking it. You know, I have no proof and I have no way to obtain it, but that's the story that I'm going with until proven otherwise. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> we'll just, uh, we'll just accuse the, the woman I'm going to marry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's low hanging fruit, you know? Absolutely. I mean, if I'm not going to blame her, who am I going to blame? Yeah. Me You're for not being able to walk? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of silly statement was that? You can't blame yourself. I do nothing wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a great start. This is this was such a good idea. I'm glad we're doing this. You guys don't know how long we've talked about doing this. There's been years uh, of us saying we should just do a podcast. And then push came to shove and we were like, hey, let's do it. No, no, no. Here's what happened. We got out of school. That's it. We got out of school. We got out of the thing that was holding us back in life. We got out of school. All of our free time came back. And we said, I can show you the world. And we, here we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, so many stories. I'd say we've probably been talking about doing this since, what, 2018? Oh, at least. I mean, I guess it was when we first started grad school. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was when we first uh, first mentioned it after. You and me were the only two left of the the crew. Yeah, we were the the sole survivors. Everybody else got while the getting was good, and we were like, please, sir, can I have some more? (laughs) Please, sir, I don't like sleep. (laughs) I love my stress level to be elevated all the time. (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of school, Hunter, why don't you tell us us what you do and and your, your hopes and dreams and hobbies and all the, the fun stuff about you. Okay, cool. So I'll start with um, with school. Um, I guess, I mean, are we going to tell the university? I don't know what privacy levels you're looking for. But 
but I don't I mean, care. it'll come out, but it's, I, I don't care. We're, we're not going to talk bad about them. No. Well, <laughs> leave that to me. Um, we'll, we, uh, we'll, say, we'll say university. <laughs> yeah. So we went, we went to uh, the same university, Cody and I did. I graduated high school in 2014 and then started at university. I did my undergraduate in manufacturing engineering, and I got a minor in business with it. Um, it was a fun four years, and then I got offered an opportunity to stay and get my master's degree and do excuse me, what's called an assistantship. I had a hiccup. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, do what's called an assistantship. And so you did one too, but um, basically they pay for your master's degree and they give you a stipend so that you don't starve to death or live under a bridge. And it's just enough to make sure you don't do that. <laughs> but uh, but they give you a stipend monthly and they pay for your degree and you work on campus somewhere. And most people, and I don't want to step on your story or your toes, most people work for professors. But I was given the opportunity to be in charge of our creative uh, entrepreneurship space called the Makerspace. And up there, uh, I had been a student who had been participating in the activities and, and services of the Makerspace for a good amount of time, pretty much since, since it opened. Uh, I think it opened our sophomore year. <clears throat> and so I'd been up there and participating. And uh, got in really close, made friends with the current graduate assistant. And when he graduated, it was my senior year. And through the relationships that I'd forged, me and another student actually split the job of, of the management role our senior year of, of undergrad. And so with that in my back pocket, they said, hey, we'd like you to stay. We want you to do the management job by yourself. For two more years, get your master's and we'll pay for it and we'll pay you. And so I stayed on. I transferred to the mechanical engineering department. And if anybody did their undergrad in ME, you now hate me because I jumped into a mechanical master's degree without going through a mechanical undergrad program. I did a manufacturing program and then jumped across the aisle and got a master's in mechanical without doing calculus two and three. Still so, not sure how uh, how that happened. Well, it was a miracle. <laughs> but the point is, I've got it. I've got the piece of paper, so nobody can question me. Just don't ask me calculus questions. <laughs> you can question me, just not about anything that I've done. Exactly. <laughs> so we uh, we did. I did that for two years. Uh, during that two years of getting my master's and working in the makerspace, running it, um, I. Uh, I met a lovely lady named Bree, and we quickly got engaged after about a year. And now I've graduated, <clears throat> and we graduated amongst all the COVID craziness. Like I was in school finishing up, getting ready to put the final touches on my thesis and research as the pandemic started. And so we were at the front end of that where... Uh, you know, everything started shutting down. Nobody knew what was going on. Like I had, I had 20 students that I was directly over in terms of the chain of command. 
And I had to tell them a different story every day at the start of the pandemic because nobody knew what was going on. We were going to stay in school or no, we weren't. And this is something we could talk about in great depth, but it was chaos. And so I finished out with my, with my thesis and graduated right as COVID took a grip on our country and uh, managed to land a job in the town that uh, our school is in. I really wanted to stay here. I fell in love with it over the course of, uh, of being here in school. Plus she's here and her mom's here. So it, it really helps that, uh, that we stay local. So I, I landed a job and I'm an automation engineer. Uh, and I'm specifically a designer of machinery. Excuse me. So the company I work for, I'm not going to drop their name, but um, <clears throat> we design automation equipment for industrial applications. And so what that basically means is companies will come to us and they will say, I have this doodad that needs this part put on it and this part put on it and whatever. Like we need this manufacturing application designed and developed and automated. And then we take that information and we completely custom build them a machine that will do that and meet their specs. So every day is a different adventure. And, uh, up to now, I've worked on uh, machines that make parts for the 2022 Silverado, parts for WD-40 cans, parts. There's there's a machine that I've done a little bit of work on that's a home COVID test. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that we're doing, and I can't get into a ton of detail, but uh, the point is it's a different story every day, and I freaking love it. It is so fun, and... Uh, and I'm really excited. I have to work from home right now because of my shattered leg, <laughs> but but they've been really great to to let me work from home, and uh, all my applications are designed. So um, I do get to work out on the floor a little bit. Like I can go out and, and run some of the equipment, and I get to go out and uh, build some some of the things that I've designed. But uh, for the most part, I'm I'm computer design only, um, with with some hands on applications. But I'm I'm loving it. And I'm super happy with it. Uh, I guess the only thing that remains of the list that you uh, said I should go over is my dreams and aspirations. Uh, and we'll talk about this a good amount. <clears throat> I'm a huge Transformers fan. Like, absolutely huge. And when I say Transformers fan, not the movies. <laughs> I, I like the, the other stuff. Like the original stuff from the 80s, even though I wasn't alive then. Uh, I'm a huge Transformers fan, and it's always been my dream. Now, I'd have to move to Rhode Island to do it, but I want to be a designer for Transformers action figures at some point in my life. And I, I don't know when that's going to happen, but at one point, I, I think that would be a fun end game of a job is to be able to, to design uh, Transformers action figures with, with Hasbro and, and uh, Takara. So uh, <laughs> I know that sounds a little silly going from machines that make stuff for uh, COVID, uh, COVID relief <laughs> to, uh, to Optimus Prime, but that just, it just seems like a fun job. And I, I just, that's, that's really what I want to do. You want to go ahead and give us a, uh, sound bot since you're the, you're the best impersonator I know. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Cause I can do everything. I can I do. just do your favor. Whatever, whatever <clears throat> tickles your innards. Any transformer ever? Yeah, whatever you like. Okay. Now the good news is in, the impressions will not stop here. We, we go for presidents, accents, Impressions go a long way with me, so and we do both sides. So don't don't anybody get offended. We make, we make, 
we're, we're equal opportunists when it comes to making right. fun of people. There's, there's nobody that I don't make fun of. I voted for certain people and make fun of them. I didn't vote for other people and I still make fun of them. So it just, it's, it's, it comes with the territory. Um, I'll do, I'll do Starscream. That's kind of no, that's a good one. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat because I've got a little bit of a, a frog in it. But. <clears throat> Megatron, this is Starscream, your loyal second in command. <laughs> And I feel like I'm about to turn into a jet ski right now. Mm-hmm. He's an F-15, one of the best military aircraft of all time. Well, I mean, that's a that's a cool, cool aspiration. I mean, that's one of those things that you end up doing and you're, you know, you you could look back and be like, ha, I told you I was going to do that. Ha-ha! Eat that, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you'll basically be Geppetto at that point. I'll bring I'll bring life to toys. <laughs> It'll be like small soldiers, but worse. I'll give them live ammunition. <laughs> builds builds a one foot tall transformer that actually shoots weapons. I taught him how to hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only emotion he knows. <laughs> Where is the cube? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What's a cube? <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh, that's me that's it <laughs> that's a you know that's a pretty good description of of how how life went uh yeah i'm kind of the same same boat there uh only difference was i got my undergrad in mechanical engineering weak <laughs> <laughs> listen there were you hear the phrase blood sweat and tears and this is one of those where there were literally all copious amounts of blood, sweat, and tears that uh, went through this between the projects and uh, the not doing great on everything and the hours that you don't sleep and uh, not a fun time, but you know it's one of those uh, character building things. But I went through that and then uh, made a good group of friends. And then whenever we graduated, I was the one that I guess got the short end of the stick and didn't find a job before graduated so uh, I got a great offer from a really good professor to come back and uh, study with him for my master's and me and Hunter there essentially started at the exact same time so I did all my research with him I got a good opportunity uh, to have a a teaching assistantship there so I taught uh, labs and was kind of a mentor for my first year the senior design course for the undergrads, and then the second one, second year, I was doing the uh, measurements lab. So I got to spend a lot of time with some of the sophomores and juniors and kind of coach them in the things to do and things not to do and don't make the same mistakes that we did going through school. And I got a cool internship. I was at Oak Ridge National Lab for uh, essentially a year. It's supposed to be just a summer, but they extended me on. And that kind of pushed me back. Hunter was able to graduate few months before I was. It took me an extra summer, but yeah, went through and finally, finally, finally finished research, and I'm sure every grad student feels like it would never get done, and it finally did, and that was right as coronavirus was hitting, (laughs) and I said it once, and I'll say it till uh, the day I die, that this year was probably the best time in history to ever be defending a thesis because we were all home for our essentially 
entire spring semester before we graduated. So I did, I totally forgot about that. I did yeah. my I did my thesis defense in my apartment on uh, on like Zoom, basically. Yeah, I mean, I was the same way. I was down here. Uh, I was sitting sitting on the couch, and I had on a had on a button up. I had on my suit jacket, and I had on a pair of lounge pants and house shoes on with it all. So, uh, bow tie and house shoes. Not too many common, not not too many places you have that combination on. But, <laughs> but yeah, defended that, and then uh, that was in early July, and uh, me and my wife, we ultimately we got married in February. Uh, whole whole story with that. But we had our actual wedding ceremony in uh, the, towards the middle of July. So. I graduated, or I defended my thesis in July, the beginning, got married, and then officially graduated, I guess, in August. And then, as I said, the greatest time ever to defend your thesis, but it was also the worst time ever to try to find a job after <laughs> you defended your thesis, because, man, nobody was hiring, and everybody needed a job. And, you know, when you're fresh out of, out of college, uh, there's a whole lot more qualified people than <laughs> than you out there so <laughs> i searched and searched and searched and searched and i think i used indeed for all it was worth trying to find a job and went through savings just did odd jobs for this and that and then uh family family connection i was able to uh i was able to get a part-time job in november doing some cad engineering work at a local trailer manufacturer here in my hometown, which, I mean, honestly, this was probably, in this type of role, was probably one of the only five jobs like that in my entire county. You know, it was it was just, uh, it was a god thing that I was able to get that job, but uh, did that part-time for, I don't know, probably, probably six weeks there, and then uh, they brought me in and decided they wanted to... Uh, for me, I'm full time, so I'm a design engineer, but I do a little bit of everything there. So small company, I get to learn a whole whole lot and do do all sorts of stuff there. It's a uh, do a lot of CAD work. I do a lot of uh, inventory counting. I go and make sure that if there's any issues in any of the manufacturing plants, that they get taken care of. And essentially, I just try to make the guys who are building the trailers, I try to make their life easier, and I try to make uh, my boss's life easier. So, uh, I guess I'm just the, the the peacekeeper. That's that's the title I'm gonna put on my resume. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's kind of kind of my job. Uh, you know, if I had to, my dreams and hopes and aspirations. You know, I'm not really sure right now. I I really 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 tried to get in uh, full time there at uh, ORNL and. Ultimately, that didn't end up happening, but uh, you know, I'm I'm happy where I'm at right now. I uh, married, and then my my wife has a job, and the cool thing about it is my my job is uh, super super close to to my house, so I'm able to uh, I'm able to come home for lunch every day. So it's hard to hard to beat that right now. But but yeah, that's uh, you know, that's my thing. I'm I'm glad that I'm uh. Or that I have a job, <laughs> I'll say that it was a uh, right. it was a very stressful, very very stressful uh, four or five months there, trying to uh, apply for every like 
I mean, this is no exaggeration. I probably applied for 250 jobs everywhere from uh, Morristown, Tennessee, all the way to uh, almost Nashville. Like, I was all over the place trying to find jobs. And uh, there's just, they just, everybody wants them, man. And there's always going to be someone more qualified. So, but I'm in a good place. You know, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, finally getting to do, do this podcast, man. So it's uh, obviously we're, we're doing okay if we can if we can cut jokes and try to make everybody laugh right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I don't have the cool aspirations like you do. Ah well, <laughs> one of these days I can't do I can't do any cool impersonations like that. I mean, I I try and I sound like it in my head, but then when I hear like myself, I just kind of don't sound like that at all. <laughs> we'll coach you. You're, you're coachable. I mean, no, but uh, <laughs> I do my best. You know that that that's that's kind of been been my way of uh, of doing things all throughout my life. When I went through school, I I did my best. I studied hard, and uh, that usually didn't mean anything at all. But I was able to, <laughs> I was able to I'm get just the- trying. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt sometimes, man. Trying to get through uh, trying to get through school and. Try to. I'm the world's worst for having FOMO. Uh, I'm I'm always afraid that uh, that something fun is going to happen and I'm not there. So that was probably my biggest downfall in in college because you know you go and study until eight thirty at night. Well, you all have been there. Your group's been there since three o'clock. So eight thirty or whatever is whenever everybody wants to go do something, and it's like. Well, I have a class at nine in the morning. Well, who cares? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that was uh that was probably part of part of the problem. But yeah, man, I just I always had that that FOMO problem. I I hated just being home by myself, and uh, just kind of kind of got wore thin there trying to maintain the balance. I think that's probably the one of the hardest parts of college is studying, doing well, but still still keeping that social life, but doing it all balanced. It took me definitely a while to to kind of hone in on that, that right balance. You'd think after 19 years of school, I'd have it down, but no, nobody, nobody's perfect, as the, the wise Hannah Montana once said. She is, you know what? She's one of my favorite prophets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's, that's my life in a nutshell. Uh, pretty, you know, dude, we're pretty boring. I just realized that. <laughs> we had the cliche, go to engineering school, and we don't really do anything fun. Well, that's not true. I break my leg on things. Well, you have a cool story. <laughs> I don't want to have that cool of a story. Oh, come on, it's easy. I'll teach you how. We can get all slipped up on your sidewalk, and we'll just go for a ride. <laughs> I'll just get on the retaining wall and just jump off on my car, see what happens. Hunter broke his leg. I'm gonna break both of mine. <laughs> One up. <laughs> your turn. Balls in your court. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of who we are. Uh, you know, we were talking about how well, I, I know I'm talking like there's a third person here. We're trying to make this conversation, <laughs> but uh, we we're talking about you know kind of figure out how how we had met for all this stuff and. 
right, we came to come to find out that uh, we really don't remember how we met too much. That's that's kind of which isn't it how all the best friendships start out? It's like there's there's no like one moment. It's just like all of a sudden, oh hey, this person is in my life, and I don't really re- re- remember the 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 inciting incident. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so. Hunter, I had four of you in my wedding. You were all my groomsmen. And I honestly, and I, I mean this with straight sincerity, I could not tell you where I met a single one of you all. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue where you all came from. Well, no, that's it's actually because all four of us got together and you're actually a simulation. And we just popped you in one day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought I phased through a wall today, but I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> As far as you knew, you've known us your whole life, but uh, you were gestated on October the 7th. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I feel like this is kind of like that uh, that Rick and Morty episode where they, they keep adding in story characters that have to figure out who's, who's not really there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't remember all the times that we were here with, uh, with Moosehead? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But to be fair, most of the time I can't remember what I have for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've just, it's so weird because I usually have really good, like, distant memories. I can, I can remember things from, like, when I was in middle school and elementary school, and I guess those just memorable things, but, man, my short-term memory is absolutely, uh, garbage, as the French say. I cannot remember absolutely anything unless I I write it down. That's just a side effect of grad school. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just a side effect of college. We just remember, we have to learn stuff for you know three weeks for a test, and then it's like, well, bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most useful thing we we learned in in high school. Not how to do taxes. <laughs> yeah, I've I've decided that. Uh, I'm just going to fork up the 50 bucks and just get someone to do them for me. I, <laughs> I don't have the courage to, to do them myself and then, you know, get settled down in, in five or six years, wherever we're going to be at permanently, and then be like, surprise, here you owe, you owe the IRS uh, $20,000. <laughs> it's like, what, for, for what? Oh, for, for that grad school stipend you, you didn't report, right? It's like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah, I saw, saw a pretty good uh, video the other day. It's like had someone talking to the IRS. It's like, well, can you tell me how much I owe? No. Well, do you know how much I owe? Yeah. Well, why won't you tell me? Because. <laughs> if you know what I owe, just tell me. <laughs> if you're going to give me money back, just tell me. Man, taxes and stuff like this is hard. You know what? Since I've been married, and since I've got this job, I've I've been in my job for a few weeks now, and I'm I'm just now learning how to do insurance and how to use insurance. I literally logged on the other night to our insurance website and was trying to read and understand everything on there. Hunter, I looked at the clock and I had been looking on this website for four and a half hours trying to understand <laughs> what was going on and what this stuff was. 
because you can't just search the terminology because then you get 50,000 other unrelated questions or web pages if you're just on Google. Man, this stuff is, it shouldn't be this hard. Like, I feel my, my best asset is my mind. I'm five foot 10. I can't run very fast and I can't jump very high, but I've had a whole lot of school. But man, insurance has just whipped my butt in these past <laughs> months. I don't know why it's so hard. <laughs> why can't you just tell me right off the bat, here's how much you have to pay? Uh, or, and that's something else with it. If I'm paying you, why do I have to pay anything? It's like, this just seems backwards. <laughs> it's like me going to the restaurant, paying for food, and then them eating half of it. <laughs> you know? That's what it feels like. Uh, excuse me, the chef is going to sit down with you just to take a quick little nibble. He's got a, you know, he, he skipped out on lunch today. So <laughs> Yeah, if you want to understand a deductible, basically think about it. You have to go to the restaurant ten times and buy the same thing. And the chef gets half of it before uh, they on, he only starts taking twenty percent of it. <laughs> that's essentially what uh, that's essentially how deductibles and coinsurance work. Like it's it's wild, man. It has been super confusing, and I feel silly on here talking about it. But I guess that's what this is gonna gonna become. But well, yeah. I tell you what, once you master insurance. Which with time it'll come, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get the hang of it. I, it's confusing to me too, but over time I think I'll figure it out. Uh, but after you master insurance, then you get to move on to the boss battle and that's the stock market. Oh no, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm once again, uh, I'm once again going to have someone do that for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I have money a, a little bit that I just, I dabble in. I use just some, I like to try to find penny stocks. That's my thing. I like to find, those little little stocks that, well, you could either this could either blow up and you make some money, or it could completely just dissolve and well, you've lost six dollars because they were two cents a share. That, that's what I like to do with my money. I don't have the courage to uh, to do anything else. Like, did you see the uh, the GameStop stuff? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The stock market's really not that hard anymore. All you got to do is join a subreddit. Yeah, and then you become rich. <laughs> like I kid you not, I. I was, I didn't have the the money to put into anything like that, and I was kind of late to the game on on that subreddit. But man, I saw pictures after the fact of people that in like a seven day time span, they jumped in when this was like being talked about. They bought it when it was just super super cheap, and people were literally like doubling their portfolios, and people were like paying off their student loans and paying their kids college. All because uh, people on on Reddit were were trying to basically make a meme out of hedge funds, and it was it's incredible. It's incredible. I got, I got fifteen cents for a game that costs sixty dollars at a GameStop, and these people are paying off their student loans by playing the stock market. I feel ripped off. Oh, don't get me wrong. I feel <laughs> I don't feel any any kind of bad feeling at all uh, for GameStop. You know, I've. I, I did get a used Xbox there, uh, but yeah, it's the same same situation that uh, that everybody's in there. It's like, oh, this game came out last week. I'll give you three pieces of dirt for it. <laughs> Are they clumps of dirt? No, no, it's individual <laughs> dirts. <laughs> I don't. Here is three dirt. 
Uh, <laughs> sounds like we're playing Settlers of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> oh. oh, what nonsense that is. Oh, man. It's, I don't know. I find it funny. Oh, I find it funny. <laughs> but yeah, I did uh, I did not make it big and rich from uh, from GameStop. And it's so funny, though, right now, because obviously the the, the stock plummeted and uh, people were like, just hang on to it. Hang on to it. It's it's going to the moon. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it is. But of course, I had, I had to jump in and, and buy just a little bit of it. But uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep it right now because it's, you know, I don't have a whole lot in it. But man, if it does shoot back up once they get all those stocks shorted. I'm talking like I know what that means at all. It's just what I've read. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is the word of the day. Word of the day. Shorting. I watched Wolf of Wall Street. I understand. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, I see. I don't invest. I just put money in a mattress. I mean, you put it there, then nobody's going to get it except me now because I know where you keep it. <laughs> No, nah, there's a greasy guy who comes by every few days, and he pays me interest to keep the money in the mattress. I don't know. I mean, he keeps bringing me bags of cash. I think, I, I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> I mean, random guy coming in and and giving you money. I'm pretty sure that that might be illegal in some states. He keeps asking me about washing his clothes, and I'm like, dude, I'm just holding on to your money. Why are you asking me about laundry? Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh yeah, if if we ever slip up and and well, I don't even know if it's important if we if we don't tell where we went to school at, but I I don't want it. I think as long as we change names, it'd be okay. But there there's I'll say this in our college town, I would say that there is at least two businesses that I am like seventy eight percent sure are just laundering fronts. Oh, for sure. Because there's one that's been there. I kid you not. I was I was in this town for a whole lot of years, and I am so so sure that I have never seen a vehicle in the parking lot of this business any time during business hours. They were there like once a week, and it was at like nine o'clock at night. So. I'm pretty sure this was this place was just a front. Oh, can I have a hint? I I know you can't say it out loud, but I really want to know now. Well, it's uh, burgers that are little. Say that. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people at my work were talking about that place and how it was for sale. Yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> somebody's getting out of the laundry business. I mean, that's that's all I can think about. Uh, it was, uh, ne- never a car there. I mean, and I was, I was there for a whole lot of years and I'm pretty sure that was one of them. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. I mean, it ain't gotta be, but I'm pretty sure it is. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are literally no other options of what could have been going on right in that situation. Oh, so Hunter, tell us about your dog. Oh, so I have a full-blooded Siberian Husky. His full name is Indiana Gray, 
but we call him Gray for short. Um, he's, I don't know if you guys know anything about the coloration of Huskies, but he's a sable colored Husky, which means uh, he is at various times different levels of uh, black, gray, and brown. So he changes colors with the seasons. He's like a chameleon. But he's like a tree. He is. <laughs> sometimes he's darker and sometimes he's lighter and sometimes he's more brown. It's just, it just depends. I don't know. Um, but he's uh, he's a super funny little guy. He's almost two years old. He was born on 421, which is hilarious. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Adolf Hitler's birthday. Uh, <laughs> Coincidence. <laughs> which is funny because sometimes it looks like he's got a little black mustache on his face. And, uh, uh, so, uh, you know, oh no, April 20th was, was Hitler's birthday. So he's born the day after. So we're good. We're clear. Ooh. <laughs> bullet there. Yeah. I'm just, I was worried that he was sharing a birthday with that horrible, horrible man. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, he was born on uh, 421. And so he's almost two years old and he is an absolute nuisance i've never experienced the and i've watched videos of other huskies i've never experienced a dog that's had so much personality and emotion like he can just look at you and you know exactly what he's thinking and he's not the most vocal you know like you see the videos of them on facebook and youtube i love you he doesn't he doesn't really talk that much unless he gets really, really worked up. But he's super funny. Um, he loves to destroy uh, tissues, dryer lint, cardboard, and paper towels. He loves all those things. And he, he'll get them and he'll just rip them to shreds. And then that's it. <laughs> you, you know, I want you to know that one, your dog isn't special because my dog is absolutely obsessed with tissue paper <laughs> and with, with napkins. And he'll get them, and I'm sure Gray's the same way. He doesn't try to eat them. He just likes to shred them. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's a clean shred. I come into my little office space. And there's tissue everywhere. And I'm like, my dog is, is a uh, cockapoo. He's like 14 pounds and super tiny. I'm like, how did you get tissue paper on the desk? <laughs> like, it, it's everywhere, man. He, it, it's just a dog thing. Yeah, my, my dog's name is Luno, though. But he he has this thing where whenever he has something, he always tries to run to like the opposite corner of the room from where you're at, whether it be something off the table, a stick, a fork, whatever he can find. He just has to have something. And when you walk toward him, he knows he's not supposed to have it. He lays on it. <laughs> and it is the funniest thing because it's like, I literally just saw you. Like, my dog is a literal toddler. He tries to hide it. <laughs> and then whenever you get it, oh, no. He does this thing where he, like, tilts his head down and looks up at you. He's like, can't yell at me when I'm like this. <laughs> Gray will do something similar. Now, Gray, Gray's, he's not a big husky. He's, I, I think he was the runt of the litter. He was really sick when he was a puppy. He had pretty bad, um, 
not heartworms. He had some sort of parasite in his gastrointestinal tract that we could not get rid of when he was a puppy. And finally, he got over him. But he's pretty small. He's only 50 pounds. He's really skinny. And um, he, uh, so, I mean, he's not a, a big husky, but he's not a small dog. Like, 50 pounds is still a pretty decent size for a dog. <laughs> that knock you he'll, down. <laughs> he'll get something. And we're like, Gray, what are you, you're not supposed to have that. And he puts his head down real low like that. And he put, he's got those, these big radar dish ears that he <laughs> folds back along the back of his head. And he goes and he squeezes a big fat body behind the couch. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go back here, and you're not gonna get it. <laughs> neener, neener, neener. So what I've started doing is I've started pushing one end of the couch all the way up against the wall, and then I just pull the other end out. So he's like pinned in. It's like a big funnel, and I just walk, <laughs> I just walk in there and grab him. I'm like, you can't. You're not allowed to hide from me. Like, <laughs> so. But dad, this is my favorite tissue. <laughs> I found it, and it is mine. I mean, I know it was in the trash, but funders keepers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why every, every dog that like when I give them a voice, you know, I give them that personification. They either have that oh hey buddy that that sound, or it's like Scandinavian. One of the two. That's <laughs> every dog is either Scandinavian or they're just buddy from down the street. You know, <laughs> there's no in between. Well, we're pretty sure that if Gray could talk. That he would sound like Chris Chan, the uh, the internet uh, personality. Yeah, uh, I can talk like this. My name's Gray, and I, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna eat some tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty sure because when when he gets excited, his voice gets all high pitched like that. Yeah, and I don't know. It just it just sounds like Chris Chan to me. And some of the things he does seem very Chris Chan like. And so I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, like crawling behind the couch and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like crawling behind the couch. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Luno, if he could talk, he'd be like, "Hello, Dad. What 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 what, what doing right now?" <laughs> like he just he has one of one of those uh, those accents. I don't I don't I don't know why, but ever since we first got him, that's just the sound that we we have all em- embodied that he would definitely sound that way. Our whole family. So. <laughs> Yeah, and he, the funniest thing about Luno, though, is whenever he gets with my, uh, my sister's dogs, you know, Luno, when we first got him, he was like three and a half pounds. Okay. He was eight weeks old or something like that. He was, he could fit in your, in your palm. My sister has a Yorkie who is like three and a half or four pounds. Like he's, he's little. So when they first met, they were like the same size. Well, Luno has since forgotten that they are not the same size because Luno's literally like five of him now. So <laughs> uh, he goes to play with him, and he absolutely loves Toby. But Toby's an old dog, you know. He's not a puppy at all, and all Luno wants to do is just like snap at him and then run backwards when Toby comes toward him. But what he'll do is if they like grab onto the same toy, he just flings him across the floor. <laughs> yeah, he has no no sense of oh yeah, I could I could eat you right now. Like that's how much bigger I am. So, yeah, and we're we're pretty sure Luno is, is part rabbit at least. Uh, we we're, we're pretty sure he's like part seven different things. But man, when he jumps, his legs just fling out, and he like I said, he's fourteen pounds. He's like eight inches tall. 
but he can literally jump higher than my hip. Like, he can jump way in the air, and, and he just gets so excited around Toby. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but don't let him around a big dog. We found that out. He hates big dogs. Don't know why. He's just a bully, I guess. Well, <laughs> you got to pick on anything that's bigger than him. Yeah, so, like, my dad has a uh, has a dog that's uh, part lab, part Australian Shepherd. And Luno, like, when we take him outside with, with his dad's name, my, my, uh, my dad's dog's name is Charlie. Luno, like, runs at him like he's going to do something. I'm like, Luno, he's he is four times your size. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> we, we, uh, Gray is, like, I mean, he's never met a human. A dog, a bird, a duck. He's never met anything that's not his best friend yeah. instantaneously. Um, but he, uh, he's really good with the little dogs, actually. I was worried that he'd be too rough with like puppies and stuff, but he's actually been really, really gentle and, and he's pretty mindful about a dog that's smaller than him. Uh, there's not a lot of dogs that are bigger than him, but, uh, if we do find one that's bigger than him, he really doesn't freak out about him being bigger. Now, there was, uh, in our complex, there's a, do- a lady who has a dachshund, and this dachshund is old and angry at the world. Yeah, <laughs> and this dachshund tried to kill Gray, <laughs> basically, just like ran at him and rawr, 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 and Gray was like, "Oh boy, let's play!" Like he just has <laughs> no social cues. <laughs> I love you, best friend. <laughs> just no social cues at all absolutely thought this dog was like there to to just be his best friend and i'm like i'm standing far away and i could tell i'm like uh oh this dog's gonna try to kill gray <laughs> but gray just thought that it was the the time of his life he was like oh yeah let's let's play <laughs> i have would missed be, you so much <laughs> uh we've we've said over and over and over again that gray would would not survive without us like if if you were to take him back to his ancestral grounds and turn him loose in uh i guess siberia or whatever where he's he's from he would die <laughs> he, he, he would not make it <laughs> he just does not possess the survival skills hello mr bear how are you today <laughs> dead <laughs> you want to be my best friend so we're uh we're we're very much his uh his caretakers we make sure that he doesn't uh <laughs> Doesn't hurt himself. So basically, he's a toddler. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's what we have established that Luno is like. If he was a child right now, he'd probably be like two and a half. He's just getting into everything, and he gets pouty whenever he doesn't get his way. So we're we're convinced that human equivalency, Luno is probably two and a half. That's probably about right. Just big enough to get into the trash and get into stuff that they don't need. For sure, for and, sure. And I say that like I've ever had a toddler. I haven't, but that's how I imagine it is with, with toddlers. Well, Hunter, would you believe me if I told you we've been on here for 52 minutes? Oh, wow, the counter is going up there. I uh, actually clicked off of it to a different window, but yeah, time flies. You sitting there playing games right now? Yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here playing Fortnite. I'm just kidding. Uh and I only say that we are an Overwatch household. I only say that because I am absolutely atrocious at any kind of shooter game. 
I think that my problem is that I get too distracted by everything else on the screen. Like, I love to watch games being played, but any time I've ever jumped into, I mean, anything as cartoony as Fortnite or any any of the Call of Duties or anything like that, I am absolutely terrible. Like, when you see the memes, it's like the superstar, the clutch one, the one that just weighs the team down, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, people invite me to play just because we're friends. Like, they're not expecting me to contribute at all whenever we play. Now, like, 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 like sports games, 2K or, or Madden, anything like that, I'll, I'll spank you and take your lunch money. But, man, shooter games, terrible. Absolutely terrible. We, uh, we just got hooked on the new Call of Duty, uh, Cold War. Mm-hmm. They put it on sale. And they've got zombies, and I haven't played a Call of Duty in years. Um, well, I take that back. We we did a flashback and played uh, the original Black Ops for the original. Mm. Zombies. Um, well, not the original zombies, but the best one. And uh, <laughs> we so we we got Cold War, and uh, I got it on the PC. And this zombies now is like like you have a whole open world. And you can do all sorts of stuff and explore this whole world before you even do like a main mission. Oh. Like as you walk around, zombies will like spawn in or, or get alerted to your presence and like swarm you as you wander around. So it's kind of like you, you you land and you get to like explore and prep as much as you want while still fighting some zombies every now and then. And there are bosses all over the place too. But then like the main mission, you you have to go and trigger it to start. So it's it's crazy. It's a totally different experience than what I was expecting, and I, I thought it was pretty fun. So it's basically The Walking Dead. Well, no, see... <laughs> so it, I mean, I guess it could be The Walking Dead if, if they didn't ruin that show. I was just trying to trigger you. Continue. <laughs> they ruined it. Ah, they made it so bad. I knew your feelings about the show. That's why I said that. Ugh. I felt I used to sit down every night that it was on. I guess they, they used to air them on Sunday nights. I'd sit down. The whole family would sit down in front of the television and watch the episode like we were in the 1950s. And then all of a sudden, it just took a downturn, and I just couldn't stand to watch it anymore because it was like the whole episode was nothing. And then at the very end, they're like, oh, look what's happening. Tune back in next week. And then nothing would happen. It's just so annoying. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, I was I was really invested in it, and then it's like it got formulaic, you know, like it it became less about let's tell a good story and more about let's string this sucker out for as long as we can mm-hmm. and make as much money as we can, and uh, you know I I kind of hate because it, it just takes away all the all the artistic integrity, you know. Yeah, I mean I I started out I I was late to the late to the game with it, but. I kind of like that because I'm. I would rather binge a show, you know, if it's on Netflix or something or Hulu, and try to, uh, try to watch it one week at a time. I I have no patience for anything like that, and I always forget. But so I was late to the game, so I had like five seasons I could I could catch up on, and I loved it starting out, just the whole premise of it, and like the the power dynamic you saw at the beginning of the show, and 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 the the tough choices that had to be made and, uh, you know, kind of the progression of the characters. Then you had Michonne who came in later on and she's basically a, a samurai and it was super cool. And then it kind of went down for me 
not for this reason, but it was shortly after there was a freaking tiger on the show. Uh, it was it was after the tiger. You know, the tiger wasn't the cause because I thought that was flipping sweet. But it was after the tiger came on. I think it kind of went downhill, and I just I just lost the interest after that. It just kind of became mundane, I guess. Well, at the, at the start, they were developing the show pretty much parallel to how the comic books ran. And then naturally, I'm not upset that they changed and did different things from the comics. I'm not upset, upset at that at all. Sure. I'm upset that instead of getting creative with it and being like, all right, let's take it in a different direction and, and make the show kind of stand on its own. Instead of being creative with it, it became that formulaic, uh, tune in next week just because we want the ratings. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that really bummed me out because it was such a good show. Like it was, it was different. It was one of those where generally there was some kind of action and like I'm one of those people who I don't feed into to really any of them. But like I love the conspiracy theories and I love like survival stuff and what would happen if like a zombie apocalypse did happen. I don't believe anything like that will happen or anything, but I just love reading about those. So the show just grabbed me real quick. And then it's like you said, it just became. Oh, what's what's going to happen next week? And then next week, it's literally nothing. Nothing happened. I'll tell you what, nothing grinds my gears. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy when they do stuff like that. Did you ever, uh, speaking of the show, did you ever see the uh, the fan theory that that was based in the same universe as uh, Breaking Bad? Yes, I did. Now, now Breaking Bad. Oof, that's a show that is good all the way till the end. I, but yes, I yeah. didn't see your theory. That theory, not your. You didn't come up with it. But <laughs> you don't know that. that theory. I do. I do know that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just into Breaking Bad. I think it deserves its own conversation. But I saw back in one of the first episodes where uh, there was a bag of it was blue meth that was on there, and that was kind of the whole whole grab of Breaking Bad. So I don't know if that was a plant or if that was some kind of, uh, you know, causing the conversation to happen. But, um, I think it is way, way more intriguing to think that that universe happens in the same one as breaking bad. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. <clears throat> but yeah, breaking bad. Oh, my friend, that show literally made my freshman year of college. That was absolutely one of the greatest shows to ever be on TV. Hands down, no question about it. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was super good. We'll have to get into it on its own, because yeah. you're right, it does deserve its own uh, bit of discussion. Well, so I guess we've uh, we've literally been around the who we are, our dogs, hopes and dreams, Breaking Bad meth. Uh <laughs> What? You have anything else you want to discuss here that's in, in this? We just hit an actual hour, so that seems like a pretty darn good place to end. I know. I, I don't want to draw this out if it's not going to... I just want to get the next ad. <laughs> I'm going to be on here for every 10-minute mark. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's customary. You have anything that you uh, are on social media or anything like that? Yeah, but I don't want people to harass me. So. Okay. <laughs> well, we 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 will have obviously this is on a YouTube channel, so subscribe to that, and we have a 
Twitter that is the Sun Pod. Uh, it probably will not have hardly anything on it because we're still waiting for some uh, some kind of logo to be created. But uh, that'll be on there, and for the two people that ever listen to this, come interact okay. with us. And if you do want to follow on YouTube, and I do, I've done YouTube on the side for a good little bit. I've actually kind of let it die off. And once I started grad school, it, it died off. But because YouTube is so broken and the algorithm is so broken, I know it's annoying and everybody asks you to do it. But the likelihood of you staying up to date on uploads and, and stuff, you have to subscribe and click the notification bell. And even then, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it might not even work. So you got to make sure you're liking it. So the algorithm is just broken. So uh, if if you want to stay up to date, I hate to ask for that stuff because it's so annoying. Everybody asks for it. like and subscribe, and hit that bell, hit that bell. But honestly, the algorithm is broken, and and you have to hit the bell if you want to know. Basically, so um, yeah, our whole point of this was to just do something fun that we had talked about all uh all of our all of our college career. Uh, I don't expect this to be our retirement, but. Uh, yeah, fo- follow follow on YouTube, follow the Twitter, and uh, we'll always have the, the videos linked on there. And uh, this this will be a weekly podcast. Hopefully, you know this is the first episode, so hopefully we can get some caught up and and ma- made up, and we'll we'll have them every single week at the same time. But yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. Be sure to come back and listen to us again if you thought we were funny. And if you didn't think we were funny, give us another chance. I'm sure I'll make you laugh at some point. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we've this was one of those where we we just trying to get our footing here. We have some some real good ones coming. Uh, just little sneak peeks here. Uh, we had some some teachers in school, professors who uh, were memorable and and life-changing to say the very least (laughs) and we also have an entire storyline thought up of if in the first or what we when was it 2016 the 2016 election yeah if in the 2016 election if hillary clinton had won and i know you're probably thinking i don't want to hear a political podcast or anything oh it's not political at all (laughs) just just imagine uh, someone who's in the White House at night, they plant roots in the house and suck the life force out. <laughs> and and, oh, and and imagine riding a scooter in in the hallways of the White House. Like this, this is the stuff that that that's coming in the future. So it's know. most certainly comedic. It's not it's not political. It is it is satire. And it's like I said, <laughs> whether whether we like the people, whether we don't, whether it's political, whether it's teachers whether it's family and friends we're equal opportunists we make fun of everybody that's right except ourselves we're we we, <laughs> we, we don't we don't like we don't like it when people make fun of us so be nice. <laughs> well um, hunter it's been good talking to you it's good been talking to you uh I'm glad we got to do this me too we'll have to we'll have to do it again sometime maybe in oh. in a week that sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you. We'll we'll come at you again and uh, (laughs) tell you some more funny stuff. Bye-bye. Goodbye.